0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week number three edition of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easley, at Loafing It Over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow that show, please, at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. And please, hey, hey, listen. Leave a comment, five-star review. Rob said if you leave a question, a comment, a concern. Well, don't leave a concern. that That's probably a long list of concerns about <laughs> this podcast. But Rob said if you leave a question or if you leave a comment in a five-star review, he'll get that question on the air. He'll get that comment on the air. I, I may be putting words into his mouth, but he's the only one that could probably read the comments on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on because I don't know what buttons to mash to be able to do that. But let me introduce him, uh, the the big daddy of the baby bowling himself, Rob Norton, at Norton0723. How are you tonight, Rob?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Is, did I say your uh, Twitter handle right? Is it? How, what is your Twitter handle?
1: At Norton0723. So yeah.
0: Do you think it sounds better coming out of your mouth or me whenever I say, at Norton0723? I, I kind of emphasize the numbers. I,
1: I think it's better better from you. You bring in, the, bring in a lot more energy than I am.
0: Well, I, I, you know, I'm I am a trained professional, not at podcasting. It's something else. I'm still looking for what that <laughs> profession is, to be honest with you. Hey, Rob, did did you have you made the donations yet for the Baby Bowl this year?
1: I have not. Um, I'm I always make them. I'm gonna be making them on November first. So, um, yeah, November first, I always make the donations to both both the charities. So, uh, I'll uh. I'll, I'll make those lump sum donations at that time and then I'll, you know, tag everyone and, and uh, send that out for, you know, transparency purposes for, first off. But um, I just I just always like to be as transparent as possible with it. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, definitely be sending those out once I do that.
0: And that's going over to Ashley Embrace. They get a quarter of the donations that everybody helped raise money for, for the Baby Bowl. And then March and Dives also gets another quarter of the donations. And then a, a, a half of the donation, right, half of the donation went into the prize pool, Rob. And this week, the week number two winner of the prize pool money, and the, the money's in the prize pool already, right? You've donated the money to the prize pool, am I correct?
1: yes 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 and i already paid out the uh the week one and two winners
0: week one and two and and the week two winner is who rob i'll let you go ahead and introduce him
1: it is jeff milliner jeff milliner and uh you know him better uh better on on twitter as at geek underscore mill
0: definitely and uh, jeff you you are joining the show now welcome into the program here jeff
2: Hey, uh, Robert and Wes, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Um, this has been a wild <laughs> couple of weeks already for the NFL, and uh, I'm totally here for it, and uh, so wild that I guess I decided to score the top score in Baby Bowl this week, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> you hear that? He's he's a little sniper, <laughs> Rob. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Do I have to call you Robert, too? I like that. I get to, I get to call it's him more Robert. more professional.
1: I like I like it.
0: Well, I, I didn't know how to come in. I wanted
2: to come in real classy first, and then we can get into the the gritty stuff. Of, uh,
0: oh, boy, what's he going to what's <laughs> he gonna call me as the show goes on? I'm kind of worried about that. Uh, at, at Geek Mill underscore Mill, or at Geek underscore Mill. And listen, if you haven't checked out his Twitter handle, Jeff Jeff does a lot of jo- uh, good job retweeting people's content. Jeff, I, I noticed that whenever I was kind of scanning through your Twitter handle a little bit, and you you support a lot of people out there that are making content in the in the fantasy football community on Twitter. And as somebody who does that, I appreciate that very much. I've seen a lot of different names on your Twitter line that I'm familiar with, so I, you're out and about on Twitter quite a bit. Oh well, uh,
2: thank you very much, Wes. I I like to share with the folks that have decided to follow my uh twitter handle uh, other folks that i enjoyed their content and uh you you both are are in, involved in that and that as well with the baby bowl and being part of it for this first year has been ex- very exciting for me and uh uh yeah you know that's that's what i really like to do the community's incredibly diverse and uh amazing has been amazing to me so far and embracing just you know who like it is i see for a while but now is in that uh, twitter the Twitter community, and uh, I, you know, I decided to use that kind of platform to uh, showcase a lot of the folks that maybe not be on the kind of like high end realm of uh, fantasy as you see in the mainstream, but also produce amazing content. Again, yourselves included.
0: You know, Rob and Jeff, both of you, I noticed this because before I got into the community as well a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'd go over to the CBS stuff and I'd go to the ESPN stuff and and it's all fine and dandy. It's really good. You know, they do a great job, bang up job over there. And especially whenever you see the CBS guys kind of moving up in the world and, and continuing to grow that brand. And they've done that quite a bit. There are so many of the people who create the content and maybe have the hopes and dreams of becoming as big as CBS or anything. Uh, to, to see those people each and every day, to have the interaction with them, they really do put out a tremendous amount of content and respond to the tweets, the DMs or anything, like respond to questions. And it is great to have those kind of people around, and I'm telling you. There's some very talented individuals that I've run across on Twitter in the fantasy football community, Rob, yourself included in that, uh, just that that put out a lot of great content. And I'm afraid some people miss out on that because they just stick to those bigger sites and not necessarily uh, try and check out who's in that fantasy football community, Rob.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that from both of you guys. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, Wes, like it, it really is. I mean, there, um, like you both mentioned, there's a lot of people out there that do a lot of great work. Um, and you know, when you, when you really get more active and involved in the Twitter community with fancy football, you'll, you'll, you'll notice that there's so many people that are extremely active, um, extremely driven to, uh, get, keep getting better. And, uh, keep helping people and they the you know like people are all like you said always answering questions on twitter responding to dms um and um but yeah like you said that sometimes they just it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit um whereas like obviously the big names cbs yahoo anything like that espn that stuff's out in the mainstream that's stuff that's that people are going to see more often um but it doesn't always mean i mean as you as you said it's still great stuff too i, I check it out as well Oh yeah, um, but it doesn't doesn't always mean that it's like the best or better for, by yeah. any means.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. It's amazing to see uh, even the folks were or ha- have been in that space that doesn't get talked about a lot now finally are in the main space and work for you know NBC Sports Edge. Uh, Lord, don't lose is a big one that I think of immediately, uh, mm-hmm. and a, a, a ton of folks in your in the Baby Bowl really and uh, seeing uh, my name at the list. Of folks there, Coupe Fiasco. We know the tight end specialists. Uh, a, a bunch of folks that um, you know I respect a lot because they put in a lot of hard work, much like you folks do, and um, really have a passion for it. And you see that in their work, their content. Uh, I can go off on a huge list. I won't because we, you know, put respect out of your t- time on the show. The show <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's that's what has been uh, a very special. Uh, only the charitable aspect of being part of the Baby Bowl so far, but um, you know, being able to compete against these uh, top analysts yeah. and the fantasy community, mainstream and um, not so mainstream, but still providing amazing quality content and community uh, as well.
0: Definitely, and Jeff, I mentioned that you support a lot of people there and, and, and diverse. Diverse selection there on your Twitter handle. Because retweets and likes or retweet or like and even comments on other people's stuff or posts whenever they're providing that kind of content, as as a creator – it means a lot, you know. Like, oh wow, did you see that? Hey, that guy got it. Hey, he likes it. And 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 you develop a rapport with those people, a, a kind of a likeness, a theme in your in your tweets whenever it goes out, and you kind of think of those people whenever you're creating content. You, may, you know, somebody may go, oh man, I got to do something for old Jeff. Jeff just been retweeting my stuff. You know what I mean? And and that's true. You do. You people notice that, and it means a lot to them. People probably don't understand how much a, a retweet. Or a, or a like I say a heart uh, or a comment on somebody's post like hey good post or hey that was good content man that means so much to the people who are trying to create content for other individuals it, it helps keep them going so I, I just wanted to encourage you I wanted to say thank you and by the way you you we both mentioned a lot of people Rob what happened to Osmo where where is Osimo? I I see nothing Osimo anymore I thought are they stuck out or what what are they.
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't know um i think they're still going i think they still got a bunch of stuff Uh but i think it's i think it is stochastic or something now stochastic, stochastic. yeah stochastic. stochastic um so i think they rebranded um wow, so i'm not wow, i'm not wow. really sure because i haven't really done much with them uh this year so yeah um they must yeah, have rebranded I-
0: I, they, I think they did, and I'm just whenever I whenever I tried to find it or something, because they did a lot of content each and every day, looking at different DraftKings stuff, and so I I went back and I was gonna go look for some DFS stuff there, uh, and they they were one of the few people they actually talked about Yahoo as well, by the way, but that I I couldn't find them anywhere. Whenever I looked at, them, I'm like, going, who is this? stock Staca- What? What is this? Why would they rebrand? But. Little do I know. Hey, uh, Jeff had the high score. Not only did he have the high score, Rob, you said he had like a high score in uh, like of all time almost?
1: Yep, that is correct. He put up the highest highest score, single week score in Baby Bowl history this week. (laughs)
0: Didn't break 200. I mean, hey, I'm going to keep you humble, Jeff. You didn't break 200, buddy rowe Okay, but <laughs> the single highest score, Jeff, that is a, that is incredible. Incredible. I can't believe that. 198 was your final score. Is that right?
2: I'll take a page out of my man Lamar Jackson's book and say, not bad for a baby bowl rookie. You know, like, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I don't know. It was just like, really? Uh, this has been a new kind of format for me. So it's been very kind of experimental just in this realm using that platform and um, my fantasy league. And it it, it was surprising to me. I actually didn't see it until like later, much later in the week, this week. Uh, And uh, I saw a bunch of like retweets and stuff going on on my page. And I was just like really busy and didn't see it. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't, wouldn't have thought. But uh, (laughs) yeah, there are a few players that really just did it. Uh, I mean... (laughs) We, we we saw them both kind of ball out, Jalen Waddle or um, Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs just uh, just annihilated uh, scoring. Yeah. So uh, those two and let, I I gotta say this, put respect on Jalen Hurts, please, please. We agree. It, what, what else does he have to do at this point? I mean, <laughs> he's uh, you know there was a, still a lot of doubt continuously over the summer. <laughs> and, you know, saw, saw it on Twitter and all over, it, you know, about what he was doing. Could he be that Eagles franchise quarterback that they've been waiting for to go back to the Super Bowl and get, you know, get that winning vibe again? That's, that puts up those numbers and wins with that team. Looks like a quarterback, like uh, that type of quarterback to me. So um,
0: yeah, Now, let's go over, over your lineup. Yeah, let's go over your lineup a little bit here, Jeff. And Rob, listen to this, OK? I just got to do this because we all have those Baby Bowl Busts, right? Each week, well, well no, I maybe, well, I, maybe I have them each week. I, maybe, not, <laughs> not everybody has them each week. But listen, to these baby bowl busts. You put Saquon Barkley in there, Jeff. He gave you twelve baby bowl points. You put Javante Williams in there. He gave you ten baby bowl points. I wouldn't think you could get to 198. Whenever you're getting 12 points from Saquon Barkley and 10 points from Javante Williams, now how do you get to 190? How do you get to 198 when those two guys give you 22? That means you only have like five game, five guys left. But you're right. You put Jalen Hurts in there who got 33. You put Stephon Diggs in there who had 45. You put Mark Andrews in there who had 26. Then you put Tyreek Hill in there, who had 42, and then you put Amari Cooper in there with 32. Jeff, I, I don't know how you navigated all that and still got 198 when you only had 22 points out of two players. I, I, I That is incredible when you think about it. that Tyreek Hill week and that Jalen Waddle week and the Stephon Diggs. Look, man, those wide receivers are just completely baby bowl booming this year, Rob, completely baby bowl booming.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. He put in, you know, obviously, obviously with Cooper Cup, 32, Tyreek, 42, Diggs, 44.8. Like it's 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 that was an insane (laughs) trio right there. Um, But yeah. And then as as uh, Jeff mentioned with Jalen Hurts, obviously Jalen Hurts is just an absolute stud. Yeah. and like you said, there was there's a lot of people still doubting him. Shout out our man uh, Kangas. <laughs> he's if he's listening, he's he's been a guy that's been notably against Jalen Hurts, and uh, um, so we got to give him give him a little hard time there. So, uh, but yeah, that that lineup, especially with underperforming Saquon and Javante, that's that's insane that um, you could put up the highest score of all time despite two underperforming running backs.
0: No, and that's cool to see, too, Jeff. You did a good job of of navigating the waters there and being able to find anybody. Did you set the lineup on like Wednesday or Thursday of that week and and then not even toy with it again? Because after I had Juju Smith-Schuster, after I saw my Thursday duds, I was like, I'm going to take everybody out who might be able to score me a lot of points, and I'm just going to punt this week to the curb and save everybody for next week, and then I just ended up leaving it alone. Did you tweak it a little bit, or when did you actually put this lineup in?
2: Uh, I actually put it in on Friday, uh, the game on Thursday, I would love to have been a part of, but I mean, there was a. I I mean, the, the Keenan Allen thing for me was the injury was, I would have gotten that immediately, uh, probably and subbed out, uh, one of these other receivers too. Um, but, uh, and, and with Kansas city, it's as Patrick Mahomes kind of explained, it's just going to be different receivers every week. And we just don't know who's going to be scoring. Uh, was it Fortson had a touchdown this, you know, this week, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, so I, I put it on Friday, just kind of missed Thursday, and really just looked at some of what the game uh, – uh, one of them that was easy was Cooper Cup with Atlanta and that matchup. Um, Diggs and the Josh Allen relationship is just something special right now. And, um, I, you, know, so that, you know, setting it up on Friday it just kind of lent itself to leaning into more of the Friday-Monday games, especially that double Monday game. Um, and having uh, even though I put Justin, uh, I had Justin Jefferson and uh, for 12 uh, and only had 11 points, of course, with uh, Kirk Cousins wilting prime time. I've never seen that before. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, that was the, really the the Ravens Miami game really fueled Tyreek Hill point point special. And also just speaking of that uh, Thursday night game, Mike Williams is in what the role that he's he's you know, boomer bust kind of uh, role when he's the number one receiver, he just gets so much volume and is yep. capable of handling it. And yep. we've seen that. And that amazing one-handed catch is incredible. So that getting that, having those points uh, regularly on tips.
0: Definitely. And, and Rob, you and I were smart enough to put uh, Mike Williams in there on our lineups. Uh, you were, we both put Kelsey in there as well. We both had Patrick Mahomes in there, Rob, as well. So we, you know, those guys we were all even on. And then somehow you ended up with 120 points, and I only ended up with 90. I put Barkley in there. You didn't put Barkley in, it, but I actually outscored you. You had Hendo in there. You had Henderson in there, and he had 11 points. I put Jeff Wilson in, Rob. I, You know I don't like using that kind of running back handcuff kind of thing, but but I, I had to do it. I had to do it. So I, he gave me 12 points. You put CMC in there, Rob. He gave you 17. So so that maybe got a little edge there. We both had Devonta Adams in there. We we burned him one week when he gave nine, nine points. Hey, your grandmother is in the crowd. Are you? How are you giving nine points and your grandma's in the crowd? Uh, you know what I think happened? Because I heard okay. that his grandma was in the crowd. He's gonna catch a touchdown for Grandma. All that stuff, right? I heard that. So I said, okay, I'm using him this week. I also heard Grandma was in Vegas. And Grandma was out there gambling. I wonder how much money she lost of Devontae Adams' new contract. (laughs) And he was just upset. And he's like, I'm not getting Grandma another touch. I know, Grandma. What catch is all you're getting this week, (laughs) Missy? That's it. That's it. So you put that – I think the the drawing line – I had Juju in there on Thursday night. Gave me four points. And you had Cooper – uh, Cooper Cup You had Cooper Cup in there for 32 Oh, you didn't have hmm. Amari Cooper You had Cooper Cup in there All right, I put down Cooper Okay, I put down Cooper, Jeff So you had yes, Cooper uh, Cup Sorry uh, about that And I no, no, also that was apologize
2: me. too Sorry to interrupt here But uh, I actually talked about Mike Williams a lot I'm just really talking about it Because I drafted him in my home league And he hit because <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yes, uh, you know Those other receivers i mentioned You know, Diggs, Hill uh, Those folks, you know um, uh, Cooper Cup, yeah
0: yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I put Amari Cooper. I got an Alabama. Amari, he's playing tonight too, so I'm yeah. kind of looking at him. So that's where we differentiated, Rob. You you got me by by thirty points there. I'm I'm just hanging around the ninety hundred mark as well. I'm trying to do, Mister Norton. I get a bonus point if I just hit ninety to a hundred each week, don't I?
1: I think so. I think that was uh, in the in the fine print. Um, <laughs> but, but no, yeah, yeah, I, it was definitely definitely. Um, Bas- I feel like aside from Cooper Cup and Mike Williams, it was pretty much a disappointment for me, even though I I mean, my total total score ended up being decent enough. But I mean, I was expecting a big game out of Adams, especially after we saw 17 yeah. targets that week one it looked like he was going to be a target hog. It was just a great, great setup to a great, great offensive environment. Um, I thought he was going to kill it and uh, CMC. I wanted to, I wanted to use them, you know, early. Uh, I didn't want to use them that first week, and uh, um, I was hoping for more. I mean, the usage was there, um, and the usage has been there. The snap count, touch share, everything's been there. It was just the you know didn't get in in the end zone of this one. Uh 17 is not bad for not getting in the end zone, but um, I was hoping I was hoping for a 20 plus game there. And then obviously the Mahomes Kelsey side of the of the uh, Thursday night game uh, didn't go quite as well as I was hoping either so it was a little bit of letdowns on 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 those ends so um but still decent decent score hanging in there hopefully you can get some some better uh, boom guys in uh, week 3 baby bull boom
0: yeah, you got to change it. Baby Bowl Boom, Baby Bowl Bust, Rob. Those were the good names hung around there last week, I think, in the podcast. I went, ooh, that sounded pretty good. I accidentally stumbled <laughs> on something, I think. Uh, great, great job, Jeff, of of constructing this lineup for last week, and congratulations on that Baby Bowl highest score ever. Rob, I'm noticing a theme here, because last week, our our, our guest on the show, it, it it was his first time ever making a Baby Bowl lineup, and he won the week. This week. Oh, we yeah, got, Luke, yeah. yeah. Luke was the first time ever. That's right. And then, uh, you know, he, I mean, he barely made it. He was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just threw it all together. I was like, Luke, <laughs> come on, man. Don't... And, and then this week, Jeff's coming in going like Lamar Jackson said, you know, and, and so I'm noticing a theme. I don't. I don't know what theme it is yet, but I'm noticing a theme. Uh, maybe I need to close my eye. I don't know what I, ca- I can't go in the Wayback Machine and throw out my Baby Bowl brackets from last year or anything. I don't. I don't know what it is. I. it's <laughs> new guys coming in, stepping in, fresh outlooks on things, and they're making these Baby Bowl uh, predictions, and they're g- coming true. So Jeff, I, I can't believe it. One ninety-eight. Cuz one ninety-eight. That's an awesome score.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very uh, exciting to be able to Thank you very much, Wes. Uh, I-, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, rookies make mistakes. I'm just gonna let you know that, all right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the the youth movement is exciting, uh, and uh, you know, um, very appropriate, I guess, for you know, baby bowl things, yeah.
0: uh, Uh, Rob. Keep well. Good luck keeping it rolling. A lot of pressure after you get a one ninety eight, my friend. I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying to put pressure on him now, Rob. I'm trying to twist him a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, Rob, can you read us the standings for the Baby Bowl a little bit? And, and while you get that together, because I know it takes a minute over there. And we do appreciate my fantasy league for being a part of the Baby Bowl and helping us put all this stuff together. It's a neat uh, construction of a league and of drafts and everything that we do each and every week. So we appreciate my fantasy league being a part of this. Uh, do, so do you have those standings, Rob?
1: Yeah, um, overall, the overall standings after two weeks, Jeff is in first place currently with 320.38 points. Luke is in second with uh, 314.78. Um, Rookies. Rookies. I know, I know. Uh, in third is T. Snivik. Uh, that's our guy, Kevin Starrett, that we, uh, we've we talked to yeah. one, one or two times before. He has 296.66. Fourth, John Chunik, 276.6. Fifth is Tango eleven B, which is Troy Norris. He's uh two hundred sixty nine point one eight. Uh sixth is Kamish Casey, two hundred sixty seven point nine eight. Seven is uh Jeff Bell for whom the Bell tolls or Jay Bell tolls, and he's at two sixty seven point six. Eighth, Coupe Fiasco with uh two sixty six point nine four and he's Hold, he's, on, hold uh, the,
0: the champion. The champ yep, right now, right? Yep. So we've got to put that he you is. know he's gonna you know he's he's getting it in there. <laughs>
1: Yep. Coop is defending, defending baby bowl champ from last year. So he's, he's sitting, he's, he's sitting in striking distance there at eighth. Um, ninth DFS guru to you is uh 261.84 and 10th is Jay Majmadar at 258.35.
0: All right. The top 10 right there. I appreciate everybody participating in this great event. I, everybody enjoys doing this. It's great to have you those chat rooms and people putting out different things. And Jeff, I noticed even on your Twitter handle where Coop said, you know, after a couple of weeks of uh, the Baby Bowl, it's just you, you kind of look at it and you don't know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of so it's good to see people participating. Jeff, how would you hear about the Baby Bowl? How did you get invested in it?
2: Oh, uh, well, you know, um, I was involved in a, a number of other leagues, of course, you know, we, Scott Fish, uh, Polish playoff, uh, by, uh, you know, Shane, uh, out there on the Twitter community, amazing guy, uh, putting that together and just getting involved in various other you know, communities. It's just, uh, I, and being a part of it and you just resharing content and everything. I just happened upon the baby bowl and just learning more about, you know, the cause and, and, um, uh, uh you know, being in education is a very uh, close cause to me as well in the edu- early education field in my in my daily life. Uh, so it was just like really exciting to be a part of um, this 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 event, and I I thought it would be fun too. You know, another chance to compete and be a part of the community and just uh, just be more involved. So you know, I was just cool. hoping to be be a part of it. Yeah.
0: Cool, and and I do I, I like the. It breaks up the monotony of setting my weekly lineups or even just playing DraftKings or anything like that. just kind of breaks up that monotony a little bit because now all of a sudden I'm going, "Uh uh-oh. If I use them this week, I can't use them again. Just it, it adds a little twist to it. And and personally, I don't care that I'm never going to use Juju Sch- Smith Schuster again this year. I just I don't care, Juju. You're off down the sidelines. You're benched for the rest of this year after giving me a four. All right, uh, let's look mm-hmm. at this DraftKings stuff here, uh, if you don't mind. We're we're kind of working on the classic game slate, okay? But we're also including the Monday night games and the Sunday night games in this as well, just to be able to look at the Baby Bowl player pool. But Rob, one of your uh, one of the things you do on Twitter and do it very well is construct Draftkings lineups, give us people who you like to look at that that give you a two and a half return to your to their dollar point. Am I right on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. that's usually um, you know kind of the kind of the minimum goal I, I try to set for you know if a, if a guy gives me two and a half times the the uh, dollar amount in terms of points, um, then I feel like they at least were solid enough to be putting in a, in a cash build.
0: Definitely. And and so cash build and GPP, you may take a little bit extra on a tournament. You may take a little bit extra chance on somebody. Is that how you kind of construct it? I know you're playing conservative and close to the vest to keep that bankroll rolling as you enter those cash games. But uh, if you're going into a tournament or something, do you try and look for somebody who's going to give you a little more, maybe a baby bull boom
1: yeah yeah definitely with uh with tournaments um you want to try to a lot of a lot of a lot of people out there will tell you um you want to look for a guy that you feel can 3x plus 7 is kind of like a thing that's out there um but but yeah really um for me i just try to get like i i basically when i'm when i'm building like gpp tournaments obviously you want as much boom as possible because you want to be the highest score of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people But really what I'm trying to do is, you know, look at the best projected plays, look at the best, um, you know, generally just the best projected plays, but also also build in correlation and leverage on top of that. And from that point, then, you know, just get get um, as much as as best projected plays as possible with um, as much correlation as possible, as much leverage as possible and as little like roster ownership percentage projection as possible.
0: I don't know if you're building DraftKings lineups whenever you're talking about correlation and leverage or if you're talking about wrestling. I, I just don't know which one you're <laughs> doing, Rob, of the correlation. Hey, uh, well, was something I did too, and uh, just talking about this a little bit here on DraftKings stuff, uh, I'm, I'm really seek- seeking out the right contests for me. Does that make sense, Rob? Because I I I don't think I'm... As skilled of a player as a lot of people who have been doing this for years and years and years, I'm catching on to it. It's starting to slow down for me. I'm starting to catch on to things a little bit better. But I'm looking for those single-entry tournaments, uh, and and I've noticed that I can filter that down to be able to get to that a little bit more where it's just me against like a 100 people, you know? And I, I feel like I got a better shot at doing that uh, or winning that contest to increase my bankroll on tournaments, cash plays or or ga- you know, the 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 other ones the 50/50s and all that. I'm still working out that kind of stuff, but as far as a tournament goes, I'm looking for those single entry tournaments.
1: Yeah, uh you know, content selection is, is definitely important when you're doing that. Um, for me, it kind of depends, basically. Like, I, I do prefer single entry or 3 max or things like that. Um, and when, I'm, when I'm doing GPPs, I kind of stick to single entry and 3 max uh, GPPs. I also don't go, like, super, super large field. Like, I, I never play the Millymaker Maker, to be honest. And I just think it's, like, really uh, minus EV, basically, in terms of what you're going to look for um but yeah i kind of look at like for me i I like to play in the single or three entries i like to stick between like one dollar to twelve dollar entries and i like to look at the the payout structure and see like hopefully almost almost all min cash is 2x or close to or at least 101.5x and then it kind of scales up from there um even if they're not like the Biggest payouts. I mean, like some of the twelve-dollar ones will pay out like twenty-five thousand or something, or you know, some of the one-dollar ones may pay out a thousand to the top or things like that. So, um, but the the main thing when when you're doing contest selection that you want to do is build a build building a roster to fit that contest is is very important. And what I mean by that is basically if you're in the bigger the bigger the bigger uh, contest that you're in, the more people that are in the contest, the more leverage you need and the lower roster percentage you need. So, you know, if a guy is projected to be 40 percent rostered and then he's projected for maybe one more point than the guy who's projected to be 10 percent rostered, even though the guy who's projected better is technically the better play. If there's 40 percent of people are going to be rostering him, you probably want to play the guy that's a little bit less rostered. Uh, even if he is a little bit less projected, because ultimately in the end, projections are just still what they are—projections. So, you know, no one knows the the, the uh, no one knows the future. They can only project it, it as best as possible, and but, and uh, that's what you got to do.
0: But there is good chalk, isn't there? I mean, like last week, everybody was on the Cincinnati Bengals because they were going up against the Cowboys and and rushed. So, I mean, like that would be good chalk, wouldn't it?
1: It depends. I mean. So like there is there is like um I was trying to think of of just like last week like last week for example
0: Saquon I, Saquon was chalk I mean everybody was playing right. Saquon last week because he was going up uh, against uh powder puffs and he didn't do very well but still
1: right and and I would still consider it good chalk because it was good and like if you looked at just the the usage from his week one you looked at what he did and you look at you look at you know what it looked like he could do yeah a lot of people are going to play him for his price and i played a lot of them too i mean even the thing is is like you got to kind of just make a stand but the thing is what happens is if you're going into a big tournament and there's 50,000 or a hundred thousand people and you play all the chalky players, you don't want to do that. Like you don't want to play all of them. Even if, even if some of them, even if a lot of them are good chalk, like Saquon or Devonte Adams, I thought was, you know, pretty chalky and pretty good. And uh, obviously he didn't come through either, but you, you look at those guys, if you played both of those guys, you know, 40% of people in that contest might've played both of those guys. So there, there's no point, you know, if, if they do good, then guess what? 40% of the other people that also have them are also doing good. So you, you want to have leverage in the sense of, for example, um, leverage off of, of Devante Adams would have been Josh Jacobs, because if Josh Jacobs, if that game goes off, and Josh Jacobs goes off, then Devontae's not going off. So not only are you pushing up, but you're pushing all the people down that have Devante Adams. So that's what I mean by that. So basically you kind of, I mean, you, my best suggestion is if you don't pay for, you know, any kind of projection set, like a roto grinders, blitz, any kind of, you know, thing like that. Um, watch a lot of the stuff. There's a lot of free stuff on, uh, on YouTube that give like really good projections. and, and um, because if you're playing GPPs, you, Ownership projections are honestly more important than point projections, and because that you could you know you could play just the leverage game, and you, you could you could know absolutely nothing about football, and you could just play leverage plays, and do a, a big time ent- a bunch of entries, and you could probably you could be successful if you do it correctly, okay. and you could know nothing about football, nothing about projections. You just have to know how many people are projected to play, which guys, and then play okay. leverage off of that.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's 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 enough. We we deep dove into that. But uh, Jeff, I, I'm sorry. We got distracted a little bit talking about those DraftKings things. And and Jeff, I need help in building this baby bowl lineup. And as we look at uh this DraftKings kind of Saturday or Sunday, Monday slate here, I, I kind of broke this down to tears, Jeff. I got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I got Herbert Murray. And that's it. I, I, I got those top five or six players right there. And I was looking at it and I was trying to decipher which one's going to be the safer baby bowl play on Sunday between Allen Jackson, Mahomes, Hertz, Herbert Murray. Who, who do you think? You're the one who constructed the, the top score baby bowl uh, league week score ever of all time. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, you know that's uh, kind of follow up to have to do, but you know, uh, luckily, a lot of these, uh, all of these quarterbacks have put up, uh, have the potential to put up amazing numbers here. Sure. Uh, Herbert, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with with him yet, so you know that's a major concern. Um, uh, you know, looking positive, but still, uh, I Im- immediately look at this lineup, and I'll say this: uh, Patrick Mahomes in the Indianapolis lineup uh, uh, matchup there. Uh looks very, very uh, appealing to me. And uh, unfortunately, it's to the detriment of the fact that uh, Indianapolis just doesn't look like a team that's together turning the ball over a lot and gives more opportunities to the team that doesn't need a lot of opportunities to score a lot of points. And the head of that beast is Patrick Mahomes, and he's been doing it so far uh, this year. So uh, that looks amazing to me. Um, But even the Baltimore, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, the Buffalo Miami game looks yeah. like a, a potential really cool matchup, much like we saw with the Baltimore Miami game, and and we'll see there. So you know, Josh Allen always looks like number one, but I I'd say Patrick Mahomes here in that tier it looks really, very inviting uh, to me.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I like what Patrick Mahomes looks like. I've already burned him in Baby Bowl, so I can't use him again. But uh, whenever I look at that too, I, out of all those matchups, I get so excited, Jeff, to be able to watch. Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. I'm excited to see, I don't know, Miami take on Buffalo. Buffalo kind of get really tested. They had a, a really easy time of things against Tennessee. I also thought they had a really easy time that first week going against Los Angeles. Tua is really red hot right now after that second half. I, I, so I'm really curious to how Buffalo in that interdivisional rivalry game are going to shape up the, uh, this week between the two of them.
2: Absolutely, uh, and, and if it's very competitive, and Miami is con- continues to be uh, a real deal, deal here, and uh, is able to match point for point, um, that's going to be fun. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: That's going to be real fun. I, I can't I can't see it happening, but I I want it to happen because I'm a Tua fan myself, being down here in Alabama, but. I can't see it happening, man. The, the Buffalo Bills are so strong. Rob, out of this group right here, who are you looking to play in Baby Bowl or in DraftKings that just really jumps out at you? And I, I'll say this. I well, I, I I don't want you to not say Jalen Hurts, but I know you're gonna hmm. say Jalen Hurts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts is probably easy. I'm debating I'm debating putting him as my number one quarterback on the week and just overall point projection. Uh it's, it's between him and Josh Allen for me. Yeah. Um, I love, I do love the Mahomes play as well. I'm like, um, I like anytime, I mean, I, you know, Wes, I always, I always talk up that, uh, anytime guys are playing in domes, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, uh, Mahomes at, at, Indy in that dome. Um, I, I like that a lot. Um, another guy that I like a lot, I think, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have a big bounce back week. um, they're, they're playing in a dome as well against Detroit, which Detroit looks like they're going to be like a carnival type of type of team this year where they're going to let up a lot of points, but they have a good enough offense and, and good enough talent on the offensive side to score a lot of points. So we'd love to see that for uh, shootout purposes. And that game I think has the highest over under the week. I think it's like 53 or somewhere or 52 and a half, I think, or something like that. Last I saw, um, and Minnesota has like a 29.25 implied total, which I think is also the highest on the week. So, I like Cousins a lot, um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, he's 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 just so good, and, and uh, how much he runs is just gives you such a safe floor every week, even in a bad passing game. He he gets it done. So, Jalen Hurts any given week, and uh, Washington is another kind of team, kind of like Detroit, a little bit lower a little bit lower end version of Detroit, I think, in a way um, where um they, they you know Wentz is Wentz has been playing well um they're letting up points and uh that game could be a shootout too so yeah I like Hertz and in terms of when we're talking uh DraftKings Hertz is one of the better ones point per dollar in my opinion um the other ones you know Cousins is another one that's good point per dollar the, the rest of them um yeah. that are kind of better point per dollar are like lower end guys so
0: yeah, don't be ruining the show. We're gonna get down there that far, Rob. I know you're excited to talk about Kirk Cousins in a dome, but well, that's hey, let's hey, I gotta say this though. I put out a little question earlier today at FI Today with a little underscore there, Fantasy Impact today on Twitter. Who will score the most fantasy points this week? Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, or Jalen Hurts this week? And really it's between Jalen and I didn't go back and count all of them because there's a lot of replies on there. But uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts got the most replies, some two replies in there. But I gotta put out there what the Let It Ride podcast put in the comment section of that tweet. The obvious answer is usually correct. I'll go Allen. Hot take though, I think Hurts struggles against Washington. The terrible excuse for a field at FedEx isn't conductive conducive for a running quarterback putting up yards on the ground. Huh? How about that yeah. little how about that little caveat, buddy?
1: It's interesting. It is interesting. Um yeah. I, so I do the um. I don't I'm not actually in the uh, official like fantasy pros ECR ranking competition this year. You should um, be. I know. I tried to get in. I got in. I got in. Got the email in to the guy too late. So he, I do have the access to like the expert rankings uh, mm-hmm. stuff. And he just told me to do it on a trial basis this year. And then he'll um, as long as I'm active with it. You know, they always give, try to give everyone a year trial basis to see if they're active with it. Oh. And then they'll they'll add them in and things like that. So, oh. I've been doing that. And um, I do have Josh Allen as my one and Jalen Hurts as two. So, I would, you know, if you're looking, you know, to be safe, Allen is always <laughs> super safe.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> we should get Kangas in there. We Can we get Kangas to do the profile? <laughs> uh, oh, we're he's, putting he's... Jalen Hurts down there at the bottom. We're putting him down for little Brian Hoyer this week.
1: I was gonna say he's 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 I could see Jay he's gonna be ranking uh, Jalen Hurts 35 if there's only 32. 32 starting quarterbacks. He'll somehow find a way to put him 35. <laughs> Let's go
0: to that next tier, guys, in this quarterback tier. Looking for people who will play in the baby bowl, maybe even on DraftKings, whatever you think is good value here. Let's go from Russell Wilson all the way down to Tom Brady. I know you guys got this kind of pulled up there. Uh, Russell Wilson, Cousins, Burrow, Stafford, Rogers, Prescott, who's out, Wentz, Tug of Alua, and Tom Brady. Out of that group, Jeff, are you looking to play anybody in the baby bowl this week? Wilson, Cousins, Burrow, Stafford, Rogers, Wentz, Tugavalua yes. and Brady.
2: Yeah, I mean, a, a very interesting crop here, uh, particularly. Um, so Cousins is obviously a, a very good, uh, you know, candidate for bounce back here with Detroit, uh, you know, that Rob mentioned. I really, and I picked him up this week, and I know it's going to be a tough matchup, but Carson Wentz has shown that he's really Different uh has a different type of vibe here in mm. connection with his uh, receivers and in a game that he's gonna have to throw to win that game uh potentially uh that that would be pretty interesting to me and uh, we talked a little bit about you know the Buffalo Miami matchup to uh <laughs> he's mm-hmm. that he's the he, you know having Waddle and the in that yards catch just uh you know advantage there is just really exciting. It's yeah. break open games, um, even if they go down early, and that, that's what they'll have to do to to compete there. So Carson and Tua could be could be fun to uh, to try out, and um, they have a lot of value here, it looks like as well. Um, yeah, so no
0: matchups, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah. I do like that. I, my favorite one out of this bunch, uh, Jeff and Rob here, is Matthew Stafford this week against Arizona. I've seen Arizona get run out of the building several times, and I know they got a big green 30th by them because of how their uh, defense has been. And he's at 6,500, so he's a tier below all those guys. But man, that connection with Cooper Cup is just outstanding, of course, uh, and even in Allen Robinson or Tyler Higbee. And Arizona seems to be giving up tons of points to the tight ends as well, so I'm, I could probably pair him up pretty good, Rob, with a with a, with a cup and a Higby this week, if I wanted to do that, Stafford is probably my favorite out of this bunch, Rob.
1: Yeah, I can't blame you. I like Stafford a, a good amount. Um, I always like a team playing playing against Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona is one of the fastest paced teams in the NFL. So obviously, you know, faster pace equals more plays. More plays equals more opportunities to score fantasy points. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 in for that. Rams are usually a pretty fast paced team high scoring team as well um so this game could end up being a shootout they're in arizona which is in a dome so you know a lot of things i really like when i'm looking for a matchup and um yeah so stafford stafford of the group i think stafford's my second favorite i just i really like cousins a lot but um I, I don't have any problem playing Stafford. I'm sure I'm going to build some some uh, Stafford stacks with the guys you mentioned in, in, in uh, my GPP lineups this week. So I I would have no problem with anyone um, playing Stafford and Baby Bowl this week either.
0: No, I, I hear what you're saying about Cousins too, because I do think that that's a sneaky little shootout game, uh, to be honest with you, because the, the Detroit Lions have been – in every game. And golf has been doing very, very well to keep them in those games. And Swift is doing great. So I, I do like that kind of like a little shootout, a sneaky little shootout extravaganza, I guess, on that thing. The Carr on the rest of the field, Jeff, I like Derek Carr this week playing against the Tennessee Titans. I know Tennessee does not like speed up the ball. They don't go running up and down the field very lot. They like the clock to run and everything. But man, they got they got whooped last week. And I'll tell you what, those guys down in Tennessee are pretty tough, and they don't like getting whooped up on Vegas. So it's coming in there and playing uh, kind of out of their element to me to some degree this week. I like Derek Carr out of this group and the rest of the field. Who, who you got there, Jeff?
2: Yeah, uh, the rest of the field here, uh, I initially looked at Mariota because of just how he's done on with his uh, mm-hmm. well-known offense in Atlanta. But Derek Carr looks fun, especially is to have to compete. As you mentioned, with uh, going traveling to uh, Tennessee and really going to have to face an angry team that n- needs to identify something offensively, uh, so they're going to come out punching. And Derek Carr, same, you know, same, they had a tough, tough get uh, or tough uh, beat with uh, Arizona here uh, this week, this past week. So uh, I think to show something, especially, and um, there could be some good pairings, some good stacks. Uh, there uh, as well with uh, Derek. Yeah, I agree with there. Uh, Mariota just keeps jumping up. He's been very surprising for me this year mm-hmm. in general. And, um, you know, so, you know, they'll have to, com- this could be a easily a com- really competitive game even though it's going to be uh, coast to coast, you know, uh, two different teams. But um, yeah, I th- I think he's been, he's shown that he can do a lot and take care of the ball as well. And uh, Drake London's finally coming on. They're going to start feeding Cal Pitts. So um, you know, it, that's been in the news. So Mariota may be here. Uh, it's not, it seems okay. pretty fun and attractive to me.
0: Okay, I like that. I like that pick, Mariota. And he's got that good rushing upside as well. Uh, so that that's good. And you're right. I've heard a lot of things in Seattle about them trying to open up the offense a little bit. I don't know what that means for Seattle, Rob, because what was that going to be? Give him like 37 mm. plays a game, you know, as they,
1: right.
0: <laughs> let's open it up. Come on. We'll get two extra plays per game. Now. Something. I know. <laughs> There's one guy down here, Rob, that I'm going to will. Will to do well on Sunday. I am, I am I am. going to do it. And there's another guy who I expect to do really well on Sunday who is a cheap, cheap sleeper. He, he, tell me who I'm going to will to do well.
1: Let's see. I am going to say that you are going to will. Really? Is that Justin hard? Fields. Justin yes, Fields. Yes, Justin
0: Fields. I'm going will to do well. It's a go against Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans. If, if Justin Fields is not just, if he doesn't take the throw the, the playbook and throw it in the trash and say, guys, we're going out here. We're doing whatever I tell you to do. I am tired of watching him get handcuffed last year by, by the, the numbskulls who were there coaching him. This year it's even worse. They're not even running offensive plays. What is Darnell Mooney doing running around out there playing 90 something percent of the snaps and getting like <laughs> one or two targets. What's Cole Komet doing out there? We love Cole Komet going into this year. They're, the ball up and down the field. You know what the coaching staff last year is looking like offensive geniuses compared to what's going on this year. Forget about mess, mess, messing with Justin Fields' footwork. Let Justin Fields go out there and make some magic. <laughs> this is this is the week, Rob. It's got to be the week. I'm getting choked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he's getting he's getting fired up. I was I was scrolling down looking at the list because I was thinking I was like, who is he? And I was like, oh yeah, Bears, obviously. But uh, uh, But yeah, uh, that is Fields. It's been really disappointing, and I I don't really think it's. I mean, the first week obviously was that was that crazy monsoon game, and then no excuses. Yeah, then last week they just didn't didn't let them do anything. It's like, it was, it it didn't make any sense to me. The fact that he threw the ball 11 times in a game, they were trailing the whole time. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like if you, if you, if this guy is supposed to be your franchise quarterback, right. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Like, either he's your franchise quarterback or you're not, and you're not going to find out by having him hand the ball off all game. Like,
0: especially in a game you're trailing. Yeah. And the next night you sit there and you watch Jalen hurts, make it look so easy out there. And, and you watch the offense and it's not a complex offense. It's a re-pass option. That's all it is. It's a re- it's, it's, it's not complex. Justin Fields could do that. What are we waiting for? Well, I don't understand it. I don't understand. All right. I'm sorry. That, who's the, who's the, <laughs> you may not be able to find the guy mm-hmm. who I really like this week. I really like him. I, I don't think he's going to be rostered in very many places, and I don't understand why. You may not be able to find that guy, Rob, but give me your guy down here at the bottom of the pile that you may be playing in baby bowl, maybe not be playing in baby bowl, but definitely playing in DraftKings.
1: So yeah, when it comes to DraftKings, I, um, in, when it comes to Baby ball, I probably won't play any of these. Um, but, but, um, I, I, in DraftKings, uh, I really like Jeff's call with uh, Mariota. I mean, anytime you're, he's speaking my language with that, uh, with the running quarterback. So, and then, uh, I, they're playing against. I mean, obviously he has good, good weapons. They're playing against Seattle, who the only downside with that is obviously they don't run a fast pace. So. Um, but the other guy that i actually like for draftkings a lot is uh, matt ryan okay. um, he coming off coming off an awful game i mean that game last week against jags was just terrible um but the thing is uh, the first game was fine he put up like 20 points or something this week for draftkings purposes at least his uh, his, his price went way down he's only 5.2k we already mentioned that they're playing in Indianapolis, which is in a dome last week. Let's not forget that he didn't have Michael Pittman. It looks like Michael Pittman should be back this week. Um, They're uh, playing against Kansas city. So they're going to have to put up points to keep up. Um, So like, there's a lot of things I like in terms of, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't love the fact that like, I always love running quarterbacks, um, but in terms of, and obviously he's not, not going to run, but the, the game environment, in general sets up really well for him and uh, he's super cheap. So for DraftKings purposes, Matt Ryan's kind of the guy, the main guy down here that I'm looking at.
0: Okay. Uh, I like Matt Ryan too. Pierre likes Matt Ryan as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, you know, he's an Indianapolis guy, but he likes Matt Ryan as well as a bounce back week. And I did have it on my little notes for the DFS dreamer podcast, that this is the exact spot where Matt Ryan does really well. I, I, it's just it's just what it, what he did in Atlanta. Maybe he still has that mojo in Indianapolis. I really like Mac Jones this week. I know I know it's in New England. I, I it's against that Baltimore Ravens secondary that just got chewed up and spit out. And sure, people are going to want to improve. On that, and they're going to have, you know, probably some kind of team meeting, you know, behind the scenes and everything. It doesn't matter. You can't fix a secondary like that one week, especially injury-plagued like that. And Mac has been throwing the ball around a little bit with Jacoby Myers, especially. Uh, and so I, I just look at that at 5100 as being a pretty, a pretty decent stack, especially because it could be a shootout, just in case, you know, against Baltimore. So that's, that's what I was looking at, Rob.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I never I'm never huge on Mac Jones, but I I do agree with you. Like, uh, obviously, the Baltimore secondary got tore up last week. And, you know, they probably, you know, Baltimore is a team also also that's going to put up a lot of points, obviously, Lamar Jackson. So um, New England, they don't have like the greatest weapons, but I do like Jacoby Myers a lot. And Obviously, Mac might have to throw it a little bit more than New England normally wants them wants them to, and uh, so yeah, it's it could could be a decent play for sure.
0: We are here with Jeff Milner, the Week Two winner of the Baby Bowl, set up, a Baby Bowl record with one hundred ninety eight. Babel points at at geek underscore mill over there on Twitter. Jeff Milner is joining us here. Jeff, I'm going to ask you to pick me out a running back between. Uh, let's go with. Let's go from Jonathan Taylor. Let's just give me a one or two running backs, I guess, in this whole entire field that you're excited about here in just a second. I'm going to steal one of your thunders, probably is what I'm going to probably do here because I, I'm going to give you a moment to think about it. But I'm going to tell you a, a guy who I'm really high on this week is Leonard Fournette. I, I really like the speak that's coming out of his mouth uh, there. <laughs> for him in Tampa Bay, and he's going up against Green Bay, who gave up a lot of yards to David Montgomery. I think they're kind of similar runners a little bit, you know, similar styles a little bit. David Montgomery's not going to juke and jive you too much, even though he does create a lot of missed tackles, and Leonard Fournette is going to do a little bit of the same thing while also running you over, is what Leonard Fournette's going to do, but he told people I think this week, in some interview or or whatever he did, that he's going to get people fantasy points this week. He's He apologized for it, he hasn't found the end zone, and he's going he's going to change that it's what he said and and I don't know if you've ever looked at Leonard Fournette very long or looked deep into his eyes but that's one man that I believe if he threatens something I am going to believe that guy okay I'm just not going to take it for granted that he's not going to back up what he says what about you Jeff do you see one or two guys here that you are just really excited to play this week in whatever format
2: yeah um you know uh just going back to you know the potential of what Game script can be for uh, a game. Uh, immediately, I kind of look at uh, Dalvin Cook just trying to bounce back from his kind of non-existent week yeah. uh, two a little bit, and uh, you know just being uh, part of this uh, of the game where eventually this Miami's like Miami or, sorry Minnesota White team is going to take over, uh, score a lot of points, and and hopefully be in the uh, kind of positive kind of game script area where they mm. can. Just run the ball out, so uh, he'll also have, you know, obviously be keen the receiving game. Um, but you know, continuing to look down the list here uh, as well, uh, Tony Pollard is someone that I have. I, there was speaking of just speak and and what people were saying off season. You know, Jerry Jones did say he wanted to involve Tony Pollard a lot more in this offense, and not seeing that same kind of juice from Zeke. Um, you know, it's this is going to be a competitive game still with my, you know, th- potentially three zero or wants to be three zero, New York Giants. Um, and they're going uh, Dallas is going to have to do inventive ways to get the ball into playmaker's hands, and Tony Pollard did that this past week. So, um, obviously, you know, you see Zeke and they're at the same in the same um, space there. Um, you know, I like Tony Pollard. You know, continuing to be a especially if you're in a league that. Uh, really admires p p r and um catching running backs uh, mm-hmm. you know otherwise when it comes to like r b twos it's it's really tough out there, so uh, I would say those yeah. are two that i that are attractive to me uh,
0: I like that I like that against the Giants too, and they will be wanting to slow that down a little bit in that something though that that Zeke and Pollard are both priced the same, and you look at Zeke he's got averaging six points per game. And Pollard's at 12 right now, so it's just one of those things we look at in the times. They are a change. Rob, for you, I'm going to ask you like some cheaper options here, maybe that we'll be looking at DraftKings, or maybe some sleepers, because we don't want to run out of running backs on the baby bowl, so maybe there's some guys down there at the lower end of things on this DraftKings roster that we may be looking at. I know I'm looking at Pierce for Houston. I saw what Green Bay did to those Chicago Bears last week with Aaron Jones, and I just think that Pierce will be able to, if he's going to eat one of these weeks. It'll probably be this week against Chicago. So I like Pierce this week uh, if I'm looking to save a couple of dollars on DraftKings or maybe just try to burn somebody that I may not use for a long time the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that call. Um, uh, It looks like each week it seemed there, you know, the first week was disappointing in the usage and then they corrected that last week. He's clearly the most explosive, back they have um it's just a matter of getting him more involved in the passing game to um, but yeah obviously we saw what green bay did to chicago so there's a, definitely a chance that uh, pierce could could come up with a big game and i i like playing him on DraftKings. Uh, he's cheap at 5k um so i don't mind playing him in baby bowl um another guy that i think that uh, is cheap on DraftKings and could be a baby Bowl play too. Is Jeff Wilson? Uh, obviously, you know you mentioned using him last week and uh, this week it might be even better better week to use him. Um, you know, playing against Denver is not the like it's not like the greatest matchup or anything, but you know Eli Mitchell's still out and Tyrion Davis Price went down, so he's going to be out too. Um, so now they're down to Jeff Wilson and then they elevated Marlon Mack from hey, the hey, uh, it's it's
0: <laughs> happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i should say i i've 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 been a known mac hater um and, and uh it's not even that i I hate mac it's just the fact that like for whatever reason mac has this like contingent of people that that just love him no matter what and i was like i was like man he's, he's 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 uh he's finally it's finally 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 almost happening he's only it's only taken Two times getting cut and three three Stop. injuries, and he's Stop. now he's third on, third or fourth Stop. on the list. he he's a few more injuries, right? Look, I'm
0: trying to get a, <laughs> a sponsorship with Big Mac and uh, with McDonald's, and it's just never going to happen. Who else do you see? I like Sony Michelle possibly even at 4,400 in a game that I think okay. that they'll be able to score a lot, and he's getting the red zone targets. And, you know, I, it's possible down there if I'm looking for a dart throw, I like Sonny Michelle. I don't mind. What, how's Algier? Algier? If, if – uh, Damien uh, Williams is gone there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Atlanta. Uh and I, I like our guy Bolden. If he can come back, I like our guy Bolden for Las Vegas against that Tennessee Titans defense. I, I just think that he's gonna be somebody who's under rostered at forty three hundred. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, and that is a super dart throw, but you know I, I don't mind throwing darts Rob.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I don't get when it when it comes to running backs, especially on DraftKings, I don't get like too too crazy. Um because yeah, I do. The, <laughs> the thing is, is for me, is that I still want to get guys with volume. Um, but the way, the way I like to get different with them sometimes is, is I'll, I'll use when we were talking about leverage earlier. I'll use guys like um, Dalvin. Uh, Dalvin, like Dalvin right now. I'm looking at a uh, projection set for percentage owned, and in tournaments, he's only projected to be owned in seven percent of rosters, which that seems crazy low, right? Um, so, obviously, Jeff mentioned him that he looks like he could be a really nice bounce back play. I mean, that's one of the highest over-unders. Um, Kirk Cousins is probably going to be a really popular quarterback. Uh, Justin Jefferson is probably going to be a really popular receiver. Irv Smith might be one of the most popular tight ends on DraftKings because he's Ooh, so cheap. I like him, yeah. So, so think about think about what happens if that game goes off, and how do those guys fail but that game still goes off? Well, that's probably Dalvin Cook goes off. That's the leverage play. So it doesn't have to be a crazy. To me, that's that's what I mean by like when you're building the lineup, doesn't have to be a crazy crazy dart throw. It's just a guy that, you know, is leverage off of popular guys in good games. So, because um, and and the other thing is a lot of people in tournaments aren't going to play Dalvin plus Jefferson like they're not going to do that, um, considering they're negatively correlated. So, you know, a lot of people are going to gravitate towards that passing game and uh, on both sides. So, I like Dalvin. Uh, a lot in tournaments this week. Um, I also like Jeff Wilson a lot in tournaments this week. He's, he should be a good point for dollar and he's probably gonna be pretty low projected Cordero Patterson, same thing. Um, but in terms of, in terms of like cheap, like really, really just good cash style plays, David Montgomery and Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon. Those, those are the kind of the guys I'm going with. And, and for baby ball, I'm, I'm really leaning towards Joe Mixon a lot so far. That's who I have currently in my lineup,
0: but I'm going to, you know, I'm a thinker so yeah. You mentioned my name. Uh, you mentioned the names I have written down here, too. And one of the things I wrote down, Jeff, as well, when you said Dalvin Cook, there's been that coach speak this week about giving him more active and involved in the game as well. So I like that whenever coach speak is coming out about a guy that we're all high on going into the Baby Bowl week. Wide receivers, we got to go through this real quick, guys. We ran out of time. That's my fault. Uh, but, uh, Jeff, I, once again, I'll let you look over this a little bit and give me one or two names that you're real excited about. As I tell you, Rob, something that I have noticed about this draft King stuff seems like uh, like these guys are are priced one notch below their tier like Michael Pittman's at 6900 to me he's in that 7K range you know what I mean and uh Thomas Michael Thomas at 5900 to me he's in that 6K range somewhere and he's just not there it's, it's just they they all seem to be knocked down a notch below and even Stefan Diggs is at 7700 he should be in that 8k to 9k range after a big week like that and that was probably due to the pricing coming out before the huge Monday night mm-hmm. game but but I was just looking at that going, wow, some of those bigger names, those more dependable guys each and every week are are knocked down a notch or two than where they should be.
2: Yeah, I totally agree here. Um, And, um, you know, this might be a week where, you know, a lot of dart throws are kind of necessary and we're seeing a lot of defenses starting to settle. And, um, you know, getting, seeing film now, from two weeks, teams are going to start catching up with star receivers. Um, you know, I I really like Michael Pittman a lot just in general, <laughs> overall. So I'm just going to say sure. Michael Pittman a lot, even if he can get back onto the field. <laughs> I mean, that in itself seems like a really nice and uh, on DraftKings here price kind of play. And I would play him a baby role because that he's undeniably the target in, in Indianapolis. And if Matt, as you mentioned earlier, if Matt Ryan needs to go. Michael Pittman will go. I'll say mm-hmm. I'll give you two words Jahan Dotson is a thing. <laughs> so I, I love that. I loved his landing spot coming out of college. Um Jahan Dotson I think can be still sneaky in a game that potentially hit start uh be a, a back
0: and forth game. So there you go. Okay, I like that. Good good job. Good job. What about you Rob? Got a couple of names that you're just eyeballing got to have.
1: Yeah, I love I love the uh Michael Pittman call. Um yeah, we we already talked about the the game environment there, and I, obviously, like Jeff said, if 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 Matt Ryan's a go, Michael Pittman's a go, like you mentioned with Stephon Diggs, obviously uh, that price would be probably eight point two to eight point four k, eight point five k if the pricing came out after the game. So that's something you could take advantage of. Um, Jacoby Myers, we mentioned you mentioned Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers, just I don't know what it is, like people. People, yeah, people just hate Jacoby Myers. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It seems like everyone, no one likes Jacoby Myers. No one likes playing him. No one likes rostering him. And he just gets it. He just in a full PPR format. He just gets targets like every <laughs> week in and week out, pretty much. And um, so he's only five K. He's one of, to me. He's one of the best per dollar plays on the slate. Um, I like the Jahan Dotson call. Curtis Samuel, uh, mm-hmm. T. Higgins, Amandra St. Brown. Um, any of those guys, obviously, Cooper Cup any week, it's is a Cooper Cup week. So, he mentioned you like Stafford and that and that game environment. Um, play Cooper Cup in, in Baby Bowl if you haven't. I mean, yeah. he's probably going to give you 30 plus.
0: And, and Dorch, don't forget about a Dorch down there at 4,300. Mm. If, uh, what's his names not playing. <laughs> It's getting late. It's getting late, guys. I've had a lot of names go through my head today. Uh, Tight end thing, uh, as we look at this, uh, you, you mentioned one name. Irv Smith might be one of those names. Had a lot of targets last week. Could have had even more points if he wouldn't have dropped that one pass. that was just wide open for it, it seemed like. And he, and he had all kind of green grass. I don't know if it was grass. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it was a lot of green in front of him to, all the way to the end zone. And you got to look at an Evan Ingram, too, who's coming alive. I don't like that he's going against that Charger defense that I think I underrated last week, though, against Kansas uh, – get to Kansas City and kind of held Mahomes and Kelsey in check. I, I look at those two names, though, and I'm really tempted to play them along with along with a Hayden Hurst. Uh, Jeff, I'm looking to play a Hayden Hurst maybe this week even a little bit. What about you? You see any sleepers that you just really like on this tight end list? Doesn't even have to be a sleeper, just somebody you really like.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Tyler Higbee getting, getting a ton of mm-hmm. targets there that seems very attractive to me for like great a great call or if you want to get the volume aspect i think um uh if maybe george kittle can't go and ross dwelly is a sleeper i don't mm. know uh again, I, like I don't know so uh those two are good and dallas goddard to me is like settled into a very reliable role you're going to get so if you really want to get volume and chase those
0: i like that what about you rob you see anybody
1: yeah, I love the Higby call. I love that environment. So, and I also love Ertz too. Ertz is getting a ton of targets, especially with Hopkins still out. Um, yeah. Irv, I mentioned Irv. I like, like him too. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I like on DraftKings, I like taking shots on Kyle Pitts with, uh, he's been struggling obviously. Um, but they're playing Seattle and he's only 4.8 K. So his price has dropped in a lot. Um, you know, as soon as he has that big week, his price is shooting back up on DraftKings, So, um, I don't mind taking, taking shots there and using them there. Obviously, you know, Kelsey and Andrews are the, the studs. So in baby bowl, you know, and there's never a bad week really heading into the week to use them, except if, it, if you used Kelsey last week, like we did apparently. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean, um, those, you know, Ertz, Irv Smith, Higby, um, Logan Thomas and Evan Ingram are are solid options on DraftKings, I think, as well. Um, Hawkinson in that game environment, uh, he hasn't been like, you know, Saint Brown's been stealing it all, and Swift's been awesome. But Hawkinson, 4.2K, and in the game with the, you know, highest uh, combined total, you could do a little something, so...
0: We talk about uh, position scarcity and a lot of different things. And tight end is one of those places in the baby bowl because you have to use hmm. one each week. And there's only, you know, there, there's 17. You got to find 17 of them along the way there a little bit. So I will have to say it's a C.J. Uzama revenge week. All right. I'll just say that <laughs> if you're if you got to say, OK, I've got to save a tight end. Maybe a C.J. Uzama is somebody you put in this week uh, with the New York Jets going against those Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Milner, great job by you, man. Not only constructing that lineup, but I appreciated all your football takes this evening. You did a wonderful job, sir.
2: Oh, I'm just happy to be here and just get a night uh, to talk a little football and and get this platform and time to share it with you both. You guys are are amazing and uh, are doing great work out here with baby. I'm Uh, part of that, too, so thank you.
0: Uh, We appreciate it, Jeff, so much. Those kind words at geek underscore mill over there on Twitter at geek underscore mill. uh, Check out his pin tweet. He he changes that around. Check out all the content he puts up there because he's a real good supporter of the fantasy football community in general. And Jeff, everybody appreciates that so much. I speak for everybody when I say that, even though I did not talk to everybody. I know they do. I know they appreciate that. Uh, Rob, you did a great job as well. Thank you so much for putting on the baby bowl and, and bringing all these people together, my friend.
1: Yeah, thank you as as you know, every week for having me. Thank you for everything you do. Uh thank you, Jeff, you know, for the kind words and coming on having having some fun with us tonight. So, I appreciate it, both you guys
0: definitely and don't forget to slap those stars around don't forget to leave a review and a comment and rob will get to those next week if he if he finds them if he bashes the right buttons (laughs) uh but we do appreciate that everybody thank you so much for listening follow rob at norton0723 over there on twitter you can follow me at LoFinet as well don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore but more importantly than all those other things fit fam we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today